in effect. News and weather from RTHK. Good morning. Welcome to Back Chat. I'm Danny Gittings, and my co-presenter today is Mike Rouse. Welcome back, Mike. Good morning, Danny. In our main topic today, we're going to be looking at care services for Hong Kong's growing number of elderly amid news that Hong Kong's population is aging even faster than expected. A government pilot scheme, which Chief Executive John Lee has pledged to make permanent next month, already provides old people unable to find places in old people's homes with vouchers worth up to $10,000 a month to spend on nursing and personal care and other support services. Investigation by the Ombudsman found that this system of community care vouchers was already helping thousands of Hong Kong's elderly, but warned of a shortage of services in some districts. So what's the best way to provide support for Hong Kong's aging population? And how can we alleviate the pressure on Hong Kong's health and social services? Let us know what you think. You can leave a message on our Facebook page, Backchat on RTHK Radio Free. Email us at backchat at RTHK LHK, or give us a call. The number there, 233-88266. And later in the program, we're going to be talking to a representative from the Hong Kong Breast Cancer Foundation, which is about to hold its Pink Walk fundraiser this coming Sunday. Our guest, our first guest in the main segment of the program is uh, Timothy Ma. Timothy Ma is a chief consultant at uh, NGO consultancy Ma, Cam, Wa and Co. Uh, good morning, Mr. Ma. Welcome to the show. Hi, good morning. Uh, Mr. Ma, good morning. Can you give us an overview of these elderly care services of which the vouchers are, are a part? Okay, yeah. Uh, you know that uh, there is a long queue of the elderly people waiting to be admitted to the elderly home, or right. we call it RCHE. So it's good that the government, particularly the social welfare department, considering to offer this caring service during the waiting time for admitted to the elderly home. So that's why uh, the community care coupon come into Hong Kong a few years ago with a pilot project basis. And then for those who are accredited or assessed with the need of uh, community care, they will be allocated with a community care coupon. Actually, it is mean that an equivalent of an amount that he or she can pay for caring service during right. the interim time to wait for the admitted to the elderly home. So, so this has been running for several years. Yeah. People have to be assessed then first from the, yes, from sure. the beginning. Actually, and, and that. That is because, uh, you know, uh, if we do not have the assessment, then anyone can apply. Then it, it can be over-demanded. And also it may violate the principal design of the community care coupon. Right. But one of the, uh, I thought one of the objectives of the government's policies was to keep people in their own home as long as possible. Exactly, yeah. But, you know, but still uh, elderly getting frail and they really need to be admitted to the elderly home for more uh, long nursing time or caring time. But the point is that we have a shortfall of the elderly home spaces for waiting lists. So that's why the government is very considerate to offer continuous caring, helping those who are still waiting at the community to be admitted. But if you're on, if you draw these vouchers... And um, we come to that in a minute, in the nuts and bolts of it. If you draw the, I, I, do you keep your place in the queue? Yes, it's, uh, they are still on the waiting list. No worry, because uh, before there has been a discussion. If you choose to have the uh, care, community care coupon, then you have to uh, give up your waiting list. But in principle, it's not uh, to be 
uh, efficient because I think we elderly people always want when they get on being a singly elderly at home, they really worry about their health, worry about their care to be coming. So that's why uh, even though you wait for the admission to the elderly home, you still also have to get through the SNAPMO office's assessment. So there should be not be a so-called abusing situation. Yeah. So there should be now, and there's no downside. There's no disadvantage to elderly people taking these vouchers. They <clears throat> they can stay in the queue for the old no, people's yeah, homes. Yeah, what, yeah exactly. What, yeah, yeah. And what yeah. kind? Maybe tell other listeners a little, a little bit more about how what these these uh, vouchers are for. What kind of services? I, I see sort of references. You can use them for physiotherapy, nursing care, yeah. feeding babies. Maybe to, can you explain a little bit more about how yeah. they can help uh, old people? Thank you. The scope of the community care coupon actually allows the old people to buy or make use of the community uh, care, like uh, indoor, uh, as you mentioned, PT physical therapy service and nursing care, and even can afford for um, uh, cleansing and food delivery, such and such. The main principle is to keep the elderly stay in the community can be more safe and also healthier before they are admitted to the elderly home. So personal yeah. care could include haircuts yes. Yes. or uh, uh, hair cutting cut toenails or things like that? Uh, actually, it uh, depends on what you need because I think the scope is uh, very uh, well spelled in the transfer uh, and, and at the SWD's description. I think the concern is that try to back up the elderly people can enjoy their uh, personal life at their own home before they are admitted to the elderly home. Yeah. Right. What kind of organization can provide this care in exchange for the vouchers? Well, at the very beginning, uh, the, the, the nature of organization are limited to NGO and then social enterprises. And nowadays, even those who are offering the personal care service, commercial organization can also be uh, accepted as the service provider. And before you apply to the service provider, you have to fulfill the requirement of the social welfare department so that you can be enlisted as a service provider for the choice of the elderly. Right. Yeah. So it can be NGO, can be yeah. uh, one of these social, enterprise, social enterprise, and, and, and but also private company. sector. Yeah, 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 sure. Because I think in some district, the provision of the service is very uh, big demand. And then not only NGO and social enterprise can fulfill, and that's why nowadays we have more and more private-run uh, home care organizations offering this type of service. What kind of vetting does uh, SWD do to all three categories? Well, I, I think they have some principles that uh, they concern much on the quality of the service right. and also the professionalism of the services. And right. Of course, you can see from the ombudsman's report, they also conduct an ad hoc check, spot check to collect the feedback from the user and also to collect the feedback from the referral agency. So to ensure that the service quality is at the uh, acceptable level. Yeah. Uh, now, you mentioned the ombudsman's report and the ombudsman's report uh, came out uh, this week. And so far, we've only actually got the executive summary. The full report hasn't be, been released yet. The ombudsman's report said that this, the scheme was generally working well, but it, it did identify a number of issues, particularly a shortage of uh, services in, uh, in, in several districts. In some districts, yeah. yeah. In some you, district, perhaps yeah. you can tell us a bit more about that, Timothy Ma. Yeah, I think the issue is that because, you know, the elderly population are not evenly distributed in 16 districts of Hong Kong, 
to me, I would think that maybe NCBD need to consider a more uh, so-called fact-based uh, proportion to allocate the uh, care com community care coupon. And that, secondly, I think we need to really uh, have more in-depth understanding on the using pattern of the elderly people, because I know that the, the reports also that uh, in some area, the care, community care coupon is underused instead of overused. And even uh, there is also a figure that uh, not all people getting the community care coupon really use the service. Yeah, they really, yeah, yeah, sorry, let's follow up on that, because um, when I was reading the executive summary for the Ombudsman's report, I mean, the thing that struck me was they mentioned, they said more than 20% of elderly people receiving vouchers left this scheme without ever using the services. Uh, yeah. the, 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 I think the situation is that, you know, some of the elderly, they are not really at the, uh, we call it the, uh, can be self-determination. They are maybe advised or encouraged by their family or the other people to use the coupon. But the point is that when they get the coupon, they don't know where to find the service or they think that they at the moment don't need. But, you know, as we Chinese people always say that we better have it before so that when we need, we can use it later. <laughs> That's a very important philosophy, isn't it? You've got to get your name on the list, otherwise you'll never, when you need it, it'll take you yeah, time maybe, and trouble. Um, yeah, yes. but I think another issue is that because actually, uh, as you mentioned, that in some districts, the service is over-demanded, that they have to wait for long queue, and then finally they think, oh, still I can take care of myself, how about I wait later? Yeah. Is there something in between the full residential care and staying at home? some facility in the district where people can look in during the day and get yeah, something actually, in between. Yeah, yeah, yes. Actually, they can go to the day activity centre, day care centre for the elderly in the community. And also they can still go to the district uh, elderly centre as well. And in fact, and now they, uh, the government also have one door-to-door uh, -door service to take care of the single elderly or we call it the hidden elderly. Right. So all these are now uh, doing in-home at the elderly, yeah. Yeah, my mother-in-law goes to one of these daycare cen uh, centres and my experience is that they are heavily oversubscribed. They're very popular indeed, isn't that right? Uh, yes, but also it's also another issue about the district areas. Some districts, they have underused, but in some districts, it's over-demand. So I think we have to adopt a more flexible planning scale because you know that in Hong Kong, we have the planning guy that talk about how many populations and we have to have one care center. Right. But as we have discussed, some districts are really over elderly population like Wun Tong, Sam Shui Po and Wang Dai Xi. Right. And in this area, we need to have more and more provisions. Yeah. Now, Hong Kong's population is on the increase again, uh, re very recently, but the last two or three years we've had a wave of emigration, yeah. in mm. part with the BNO scheme. Emigration um, does, doesn't effect? tend to be the elderly people, though, does it? No, so the emigration tends to be the younger ones. Um, yeah. Uh, has that added to the demand for services because the family members are not here? I think here? certainly, certainly, because then now they, so many families, they leave Hong Kong but left the elderly in Hong Kong. And, and it's good that they also know uh, that they need to refer their elderly uh, person to be connected with service before they move out. Yeah. Before mm -hmm. they move out. Now, you're in, you have an NGO. You're part of an NGO, a consultancy. Uh, I, I am a, a consultancy for the NGO on strategic development and also service evaluation, particularly risk management. Yeah. 
So you, mm. you're not providing a service directly? No, I, I, I don't have any conflict of interest on this. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I wasn't trying to, to trick you and say you did have. So, but you, so you advise you. NGOs? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. And are more yeah. NGOs being set up? Well, actually, there are. Um, uh, I, I can say that there are more and more NGOs. They are very responsive to the need. And they really want to contribute their best in the community to take care of the elderly, particularly for those who are left behind in Hong Kong by their younger family. Yeah. Right. I see there's, there's a co-pay uh, element mm. to the vouchers. Yeah. Which that, yeah. I only ever think of co-pay in America, where you have I to see. pay a big chunk of uh, health care. Um, yeah. So how does that work? And you know that the community caregivers also have to assess your financial situation. Right. So, if you are not too poor, then the amount of the uh, coupon will be less. That means that you, if you want to subscribe an expensive service, then you have to give the copay arrangement. Yeah. Right. So it's more flexible. Yeah, it's more flexible, and also allow you to to purchase the maybe better or higher quality service in compared with the prices. Yeah. That's interesting because the healthcare vouchers, mm-hmm. which. I have to, uh, full disclosure, I get $2,000 a year Healthcare worth of... vouchers over, too, over, over one too. age, over one age. Me too. <laughs> yeah. But they, me too. They, they, that's not means-tested, is it? Uh, that is not means-tested. It's about your age, yeah. Right. It's about your age. Well, I'm very old, so I... I, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doubly eligible, yes. And, and, and me too also enjoying the health culture as well. <laughs> let's, let's focus in on this issue about money a bit. I mean, the, as I mentioned at the start, I mean, the amount you can get on these vouchers is, is not small. It can rise to just slightly yeah. over $10,000 a month. Right. Um, it so is, I, I think there can be two concerns that I want to voice out. Number one is that I think we need to educate our elderly how to better use the coupon. Because I think as you read the report, that uh, they also summarize that the publicity and the promotion and education on this community care coupon is inadequate. And then we need to really uh, maybe with more uh, training program or interviewing program or anyway to help our elderly who are eligible for this coupon to have the better use. And second, I have a worry that because in the coming uh, from September, uh, one elderly can subscribe to service provider by the same community care coupon. And I think there will be a very keen competition and also maybe something about the conflicts among the service provider for one elderly. Because maybe they will say, that, hey, why don't you give me all the coupon, but you still purchase part of the coupon from other service organizations. I'm worried that there will be something happen, and then uh, we need to protect our elderly to prevent them from uh, fall into the conflict among the service providers. Does that mean the service providers will will want to do more for that individual than perhaps they're fully qualified of, to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think it's about the the, the interest of the business opportunity. Okay, and yes. to me, uh, in the longer longer term, if we can provide at the elderly using the community care coupon with a case manager, then it will be helpful to help them to uh, right. to keep away from but the that's contract. Very staff intensive, though, isn't it? Have an that's individual right. case manager. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think it's more helpful and more uh, influential. But the point that I know that the government is quite concerned about who is going to pay the case manager. Yes. Where the money comes, yeah. I, I do think that maybe some, some part of the community care coupon can pay for the case manager's expenses. Then it can help to make the best use of the 
service to match with the elderly. Yeah. Okay, we're discussing uh, care for Hong Kong's growing aging population and especially a uh, government scheme known as the pilot scheme on uh, community care service vouchers for the elderly, which provides vouchers for up to $10,000 a month uh, for old people who are unable to find place in old people's homes to spend on nursing, personal care and other support services, which has been the subject of a generally positive report from the Ombudsman. Uh, you just heard mm-hmm. uh, Timothy Ma, who's chief consultant at NGO consultancy Markham Wan Co. And we're now also joined by uh, Si Lai Shan. Si Lai Shan is uh, deputy director of the Society of Community Organizations. Uh, good morning, uh, Miss Si. Welcome back to Back Chat. Hey, good morning. Uh, and what, what, what is your and Soko's opinion? As we said, uh, the Ombudsman report is generally quite positive on this uh, community care service voucher for the elderly scheme. Um, what, what is your and Soko's experience about this, this scheme? And uh, I think it's basically they don't have enough their community care service to, to, provide, to provide those elderly in some uh, district. There will be a problem because uh, it's hard for those... Uh, uh, elderly or elderly, uh, more if they re- their body is weak and then they need to go to other district to to uh, find a service. There will be a problem. And the other we find actually, um, even those on CSSA or their uh, income is uh, below <coughs> poverty line, they need to uh, pay some part of the uh, free. Uh, so uh, there would be a hesitation for those uh, elderly to, to join or to, to pay for, yeah. Do you think the families of the elderly know enough about the scheme to, to help their uh, uh, seniors? Uh, I, think, I, think, I think not. It's not, not many of them. They know that and, or, or even they are... Uh, and besides, you need to be screened and assessed uh, by the... Uh, Right. whether they have declined and then actually we have some elderly they are quite weak but they are not assessed to be uh, on the list how, how, how can you get assessed how can you make sure that you're assessed you need to apply for uh, waiting for the service and so actually many elderly they don't know how to apply and then right. even you apply you, you need to uh, meet the assessment and you do not meet the assessment even you are need the service you cannot uh, assess to um, maybe uh, let me uh, something we were discussing with Timothy Ma earlier. The Ombudsman's report found that twenty percent of elderly people receiving vouchers uh, left the scheme without ever using the, these vouchers. Um, Silaishan, what's your reaction to that, and why do you think that's happening? Uh, one is I think they don't know how to use it. The other is they need to pay it. They fine, and then when they, they need to pay, and then they they will have hesitation. The other is that they cannot find their service in their district. So, and then there will be hard for them to assess to the service. How do we get more information about service providers into the hands of the elderly and their families? I think they, the 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 elder. I think the social welfare department they have a case to case when they assess them. Then they need meet the elderly and then teach them how to use it and then follow up whether they use it. And so they need some uh, assistance to to do for that. Yeah. Yes, but Timothy Marmot said that just now. Case managers, yeah. in a sense, when there's a, 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 it's complicated, isn't it? And maybe the mental faculties of the elderly are not quite as in tune as they were when they were younger. They need more help in how to navigate the system. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Timothy Ma, I think you wanted to come back on that point. Yes, I, I think the point that actually the. 
as I mentioned, that some of the elderly are really failed and difficult to make the decision, and they also don't have the uh, information about the service provider. So if we can have a case manager, then he or she can be responsible for matching the need of the elder with the service provider and further also provide the quality monitoring of the service delivery right. to ensure that the right money being used at the right place. Yeah. That's, Im- that's important, isn't it? It's, it's yeah, yeah, no I think that would be useful for them. And even actually some elderly, they are single or actually their family member is also uh, just young or, or, or the same uh, old with them. Right. So you have you have elderly households with, without yeah. any younger ones in a position to sort of fight their way through the red, red tape and get help. Um, yeah. Timothy Ma, how about Celia Shan's point that um, Soko think that the uh, copay rules are, 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 are too stringent and that even some elderly are deterred because they, even if they're on CSSA, they're still expected to pay for part of these services, Timothy Ma? Uh, I think actually it's a very difficult uh, discussion on this because I think individual cases varies up much. So I think it would be better that uh, we, as you said, we can invite SWD to consider a more flexible approach to consider the co-payment arrangement, yeah. Has you, have you uh, floated the idea of the vouchers being used to pay for the services of a case manager? And, uh, in fact, so many years ago when I served at the Elderly Commission, and we, we also learned about this community care coupon, and then we have been proposing to the social welfare department that if that can be a case manager to be arranged inside the service scheme, then it's very much ideal. And then at that moment, uh, the department said that we, they will consider. And in fact, now they we did not see the official arrangement to case manager. But some of the NGO, when they serve the elderly with the uh, community care coupon, they are already offering some sort of a case management service, but not a full range, but only uh, connect to using their organization service only. Right. Yeah. Mrs. E, do, does SOCO have a case manager uh, element to its services? I think we've temporarily lost uh, Silai oh. Shan, but we will be coming. Yeah, no, no. Oh, you're coming back, in. right? Yes, hi. <laughs> hi. Uh, did, did, you, did you hear the question, Silai Shan? Last. Maybe you. Does SOCO provide a sort of case manager service? Uh, we, we don't lock. Exactly, that kind of, but we actually we, we will help those uh, uh, elderly if they have the need, we will help the assistant to apply and then teach them how to. But uh, from, from our cases, not many of them, they assessed to be on the list. Uh, so that's the problem. And uh, many of them actually, they are quite weak, but they are not yet uh, uh, to the standard of the disc uh, 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 service. And so that's why actually we start another service to, is to um, some we have uh, uh, have a uh, funding to subsidize some women to take care of the elderly individually, and the other is some of the elderly also they need to uh, wait for the waiting for the community care service. So that's another problem. Right. So, there's so we, we stages. have some private. We hire some private. Uh, 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 from our grassroots women and then they take care of the right. uh, elderly because the service is not enough in, in the community. Because there are several stages of this, aren't there? You've got to know about the system to even apply to be assessed. Yeah. 
it seems. <laughs> if you don't get a service. Unless you're, unless you're on the conveyor belt, or the, then you're not making any progress through it. So step mm. one is you need to know about it and you need some help in getting, getting on the system at all. So even you need to increase the, uh, the service, otherwise uh, they have the voucher but cannot use it. Right. Wow. Several stages. Okay, uh, we're just going to take a short break uh, to, uh, for the news now, uh, but we are going to continue this discussion about uh, uh, the scheme. The scheme is called the uh, Pilot Scheme on Com Community Care Service Voucher for the Elderly, which has been the subject of a generally favourable Ombudsman's report. And if you do have any comments about this, uh, do email us at backchat at or you can leave a comment on our Facebook page, uh, backchat on RTHK Radio Free. Uh, later in the programme, we're also going to be talking to a representative from the Hong Kong Breast Cancer Foundation, which is about to hold its Pink Walk fundraiser this uh, Sunday. Uh, the weather forecast, not great. Uh, it's going to be mainly cloudy with occasional showers and indeed a few squally thunderstorms, and the shower's going to be heavy at times. Uh, the temperature's going to rise uh, to 31 degrees, and in fact the shower's going to continue with thunderstorms uh, tomorrow and even showery on Sunday, although they should ease off after that. Currently it's uh, 30 degrees, relative humidity 83%. It's uh, 9.30, the news with Tom Warden. Officials in the U.S. state of Georgia say they're investigating threats against jurors who voted to indict former President Donald Trump for conspiring to overturn his loss in the 2020 election. Authorities in the Pakistani city of Jaranwala have banned public gatherings for a week after five churches were desecrated and burned by a mob of thousands of Muslims. The rampage followed allegations that two Christians had damaged copies of the Quran. Christian homes and other buildings were also ransacked in the violence. And the head of the Hong Kong Billiards Sports Control Council says he's concerned that sports such as snooker and American pool are at risk of a large reduction in funding. Vincent Law says the sports are in danger of losing their status as a Tier A sport because it does not meet the criteria of having sufficient events included in the Olympics and Asian Games. I'll have more news at 10 o'clock. Sometimes it isn't safe to go to the shoreline. Typhoons far from shore can cause swells, which will often cause huge waves when approaching the coast. The weather and the sea may look nice and calm, but your life may already be under threat. Stay tuned to the Hong Kong Observatory's forecast and warning messages on swells. Keep away from the shore and stop all water activities. You can also visit the observatory's website, hko.gov.hk, for more information. To form a breastfeeding-friendly workplace, employers can provide employees with appropriate lactation breaks. Arrange private space with tables, chairs, and power sockets, as well as refrigeration facilities for storing breast milk. Supporting Breastfeeding Network improves staff morale and productivity while fostering a friendly and inclusive work environment. Support breastfeeding employees. Foster inclusive workplace. For details, please visit fhs.gov.hk. Welcome back to Back Chat. I'm Danny Gittings. Your, my co-presenter today is Mike Rouse. In the second half of the show, we're going to be continuing our discussion about care services for Hong Kong's growing number of elderly amid news that the, the Hong Kong's population is ageing even faster than expected. And we're looking in particular at what's called the uh, Pilot Scheme on Community Care Service Vouchers for the Elderly, which um, provides old people unable to find places in old people's homes with vouchers worth up to £10,000 so $10, a month to spend on nursing and personal care and other support services. 
Johnson, being the subject of a, uh, a generally favourable report from the Ombudsman this week. Um, uh, our guests, as we continue the discussion, are Timothy Marr, who's a chief consultant at NGO consultancy Markham Wa and Co, and Celia uh, Shan, deputy director of the Society for Community Organisations. Uh, Timothy, um, here we go again. Uh, yeah, in the first uh, half, yeah. we, we talked about you need to know about this overall scheme and you need to know that you need an assessment or your family members need an assessment. What about the waiting time? Can, you get, can people get an assessment fairly quickly? Uh, what is uh, the standard? Are, are people being, are the doctors being too tough or are they being too generous or what? I think now the waiting time for the assessment is not too long because um, uh, some of the organizations, they have designated staff to carry out the assessment. Yeah. It's a medical assessment? No, no, no. It's a... It's a uh, Overall? Required, uh, not only medical, but also a self-care. We call it ADL and IEDL test to see how much they can take care of themselves. And then, in fact, then some of them are a chronic patients of the hospital authority. They can also know about their health situation, yeah. Right. Miss Z, what's your society's feeling about the assessment? Uh, I think this assessment is not not very long time. It's a, a, bit, uh, a couple of weeks. Right. Uh, yeah, but, but the, time, the problem is uh, uh, there's no uh, uh, community service uh, there, yeah. And, and the other is uh, some of them actually there, we think they should be uh, 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 qualified, but they are not qualified. <laughs> Finally, yeah. Oh, so you mean there are people who may be being judged too harshly and therefore not, yeah, not getting think, eligible? Yeah, I think so. And then they have a different kind of measures. And uh, some of the cases we think they should be qualified, but they, they are not qualified, yeah. Is there an appeal mechanism? Yeah, they have a mechanism, yeah. Okay, now we, as we mentioned throughout, this is currently a uh, pilot scheme, and I think we're talking about about eight thousand elderly are eligible at the moment. Although not all, as we've seen, not all of them actually use their vouchers. But uh, uh, the chief executive uh, John Lee did announce in his policy address that um, uh, last um, last year that this the scheme is going to be made standard from uh, the third quarter of this year. And I think the government says that that means uh, next month in September. Um, uh, Shan, what difference do you think that will make? Uh, sorry, pardon. Now, what difference uh, were expanding the scheme? What, what do, how much expansion do you expect in, in, of the scheme? The, the chief executive said the scheme is going to be expanded. Yeah, I think it, yes. Of course, they will expand the quota for the vouchers. Uh, will be covered more, but the problem you cover more. But whether they have the uh, service there, if they have the voucher but no service, then you cannot have. And so I don't know whether they, if we, if we really cannot expand the. Uh, 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 community service uh, uh, provided by the government or NGO, whether we, we can use it in in the private market to have some uh, 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 provide, create some job opportunity that, and then they can right. have them at home or anything. Yeah, That's a general problem. We've got three groups of potential service providers, NGOs, social enterprises and the private sector. Um, yeah. Uh, are they, they, I'm getting the feeling that they're not sufficient. Hmm. How, how do we generate more service providers? Uh, Timothy Ma? Yeah, I think the, the point of the challenge is not we don't have enough uh, providers, but I think we have uh, not updated data about how much or how many people are in need of what kind of service. So you, you can see at the advancements report, 
they also advise to enhance a, a database system that anytime anyone can review and find that where have the space and what type of service being wasted. I think the, the, the situation is not in, not, uh, have no provider, but the issue is on the information the updating and so, also efficiency of the updating. Yeah. So the, the market would respond if it knew more about the demand? Yeah, surely. You know, the market is very flexible and sensitive. They, 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 they would try their best to cope with the demand. But the point is that uh, we have to build a more one-stop uh, database system that enhancing and encouraging the user, the provider, and also the intermediate, that is the case manager, to know the whole information. Yeah. Timothy Ma, just, just now I, I mentioned that uh, the chief executive has talked about expanding the scheme. There are two ways to expand it. You can expand it to more elderly people and you can expand it to provide more different services. Um, um, what do you think the priority should be? Uh, both. I think expanding of service, uh, but the, to me, uh, principally is to uh, improve the awareness of the elderly about the service and then they know how to use the service in a, the, the best way. It's more important. Is there, yeah. any, is there any way uh, for people who are interested in helping the elderly in the community? Who, who, should, who can they approach for advice on fact, how to structure it? I think actually that the elderly centres, they have the primary function to provide awareness and education. Just like the district centre for the elderly and the neighbourhood centre for the elderly. All these are the, the elderly people who will go there daily and they should get more uh, support and education on this service. Yeah. Now, as I've mentioned several times in this program, the, this voucher scheme can provide uh, a maximum of $10,000 a month in, in vouchers, but that's the maximum. The, the minimum can be around 4000 and of course, as has been mentioned, uh, quite often um, uh, most elderly people have to pay something towards it. So um, ultimately, this, this kind of scheme is a lot cheaper for the government than actually sort of providing more care home uh, places. Um, uh, Si Lai Shan, uh, is, is there a danger that we focus so much on this scheme that there'll, there'll be less work on having um, elderly home places? Uh, yes, of course, but uh, um, it seems uh, no other choice now because the government always said because they don't have land, they cannot pull, uh, increase their elderly home quickly. So this is a, a, a temporary uh, measure to, to relieve the, 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 the to meet the needs uh, temporary, and um, so um, and and also to help yeah, to relieve the the the, the blood pressure of the carer or those they are need. So I think, uh, of course, at the same time we need to increase the supply of elderly home, and the others uh, uh, we we need to increase the supply of the uh, service. Otherwise, even they have voucher and then they need to mm. go wrong. And even even we think that. That district no service, and they need to go to other districts. And I think we need to this kind of assistance for them. And it's because those CSSA or they under public eye, they need to pay for that. So can can they be waived of their uh, a payment? And then if they go to other districts, can they have a transportation support? Because some of them, if if they are very weak, maybe they need to taxi or something, and that is quite expensive. Right. What about the staffing situation? Because Yes, yes, we need more places and we need more land. These, these are resource constraints. But when you've got the home, you need enough qualified staff and capable staff. Yeah, yeah, manpower is a problem. Uh, do we need to import people? 
we already importing the the the, the workers from from uh, 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 outside. Is it mainland or Philippines or what now sort of? Now it's many of it's from mainland. Right, because one alternative, of course, is to uh, invite the elderly to move to the mainland. That has I think been it's discussed. Because why yeah. there are some uh, local people there? Not many of them working, or, or actually many of working, but still a shortage because actually the work is quite heavy, but the payment is the wage is quite low. And actually, if the government they want to encourage more people to service to 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 serve in in this uh, this sector, actually they, they can increase the support of the pay for the uh, for the elderly. A subsidy uh, uh, amount that means they pay more for their, uh, uh, them to pay for the elderly home. Right. So, and it, then they can pay higher salary. It's, it's yeah. not exactly the most attractive type of work, is it? Unless you have a personal connection with that old elderly person. Hmm. Uh, let's pick up on the point that uh, my, my co-host uh, just, just asked, um, Si Lai Shan, how about if, if it's very difficult to build more old people's homes in Hong Kong, how about encouraging those old people who, who want to, to move to old people's homes across the border in China? Uh, I don't know. Actually, some of them already moved to mainland. Of course, mainland. yes, they do some that on their, but not not government yeah. schemes, right? They do that on their yeah, own initiative, yeah, right? Yeah. Yes. I think they, it would be good if they have a choice for for those elderly, but not not all the elderly. I know some of them because they have family here, so they won't even they cannot live with them together. They every week they can see them, so uh, need to see. But I think the problem if the the service support is uh, comprehensive. For example, not only the health home, but the medical support, and then they, they are family easy to access to see them. I think uh, some of the elderly will choose to, to do that. Yeah, yeah. But so, that is so a the problem. Government, they can, yeah. help, can, can start to have this kind of, uh, provide this kind of choice for them. That's yeah. a problem, isn't it? See, Lai Chan, you mentioned medical services. You see a lot of yeah, elderly yeah. people in Guangdong coming back to Hong Kong for medical services, yeah, don't yeah. you? Yes. Timothy, what about that ch- fundamental choice? Bring the yeah. services to the people or send the, send the people to where the services are? Well, I think primarily Chinese people like to stay their own home. They don't yeah. want to admit it to the healthier home or even being arranged to live in another place. Yes. So I think community care support if can be more stronger and strengthened, then it can enable more people to fulfill their dream is to even die at their home instead of uh, being sent to the hospital. So yes. I think primarily the care, community care coupon can actually back up this uh, philosophy and also make the elderly people can feel more comfort and peace at their own home with the support by the community service. I think this is very important. Now that I'm, uh, how should I put it, well into my 70s, I've started to think about these things myself. Exactly. Yes, I want to be at home. For as long yeah. as possible, um, yeah. and preferably without anybody coming around. Uh, <laughs> but when the when the time arises, yes, mm-hmm. I would like some support at home. So, Timothy Ma, is this the long term solution? We should not worry about trying to build more old people's homes. We should just focus on care in the community. Well, I think it really depends on how we make more effort to enable our elderly to be more healthy and stronger. Because, you know, if we don't have a, a healthy body, then finally we need to be admitted to the long-term care facilities. So I think we should uh, start to invite our all population to adopt a healthy life. 
like doing exercise every day, eating good food and have good rest so that we can be more sustainable in the community instead of being admitted to elderly care facilities, right? Yes. Health is the key here because sure. uh, if, you, yeah. if you're not healthy um, and you need fr- almost constant medical care, then really you can't do that at home uh, unless you're very, very wealthy. Um, so you, you have to move into an institution at that point yeah. when your right. health circumstances require it. Sea Lai Shan, you're still with us? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So do you agree that uh, community care is better than um, trying to build more old people's homes? Uh, I think both of them, they will be needed. And some of them, they will uh, like the uh, community care. Some of them, they will need the elderly home. And besides, um, some of them, they are really, um, actually, the care will be a problem. It's hard to, to take care at home. But uh, uh, other, uh, uh, unless we have, uh, uh, have enough support at home, so some of the elderly, they do don't like to go to elderly home, actually. So if if we have enough support, that would be good, of course. Yeah. Um, but the problem is that we don't have enough support now. Okay. Yeah. So I think they can develop both and then... Uh, uh, and then according to the view of the elderly. And how about the problem we discussed earlier before you joined us about, of uh, young families moving overseas, emigrating to Britain and Australia and so on, and um, yeah, more yeah. and more... Uh, how, how serious is that problem going to be? Uh, yes, yes. I think more of, more of them, they are living alone, and, and that would be a problem. And I think that the government, they would need to start to uh, uh, take care about this situation and uh, actually they can, if they are more actively, they can uh, commit with them how the elderly, they have any pain and as uh, the speaker said, um, actually we can have more promotion for the elderly, they can how to take care of themselves, uh, have a uh, more uh, uh, better prepare for, for good health and if they have a, uh, more prevention, they will be uh, easier for them, yeah. Okay, thank you very much. We're going to have to draw it to a close there. You, do, you just heard uh, Si Lai Shan, uh, Deputy Director of the Society for Community Organisation. Uh, we also have to say thank you very much uh, to uh, Timothy K- Mark, Chief Consultant at NGO Consultancy at Mark Amwa and Co, who's joined us from the beginning of the show. Stay with us. You're listening to Backchat. Call us on 233-88-266 and have your say. Yes, and you can either call us or you can also email us at backchat at rthk.hk or you can leave a message on our Facebook page, backchat on rthk radio free. Um, and before we go on to our second topic, let's just let me bring in a comment that we didn't have a chance to um, air yesterday, uh, a comment on yesterday's program about um, building safety um, and in the, um, Angie saying that um, can we have another backchat specifically on the topic of incorporated owners responsible for buildings and invite home affairs officers to quote from the building management order even when you have incorporated owners managing your old building, it's still a nightmare to get owners to pay their share of the repairs. Even when you take them to the small claims court and the judgment is made in favour of the incorporated owners, it's impossible to get them to pay up. Don't get me started on the topic of building orders, the MBIS, that's the Mandatory Building Inspection Scheme, isn't it? Um, and dangerous hillsides and the lack of enforcement action. I could write a book on this. Well, thank you very much, Angie. Um, I'm not sure about the book, but I'm sure Backchat will be returning to this topic uh, uh, going forward. Okay, uh, in the uh, closing um, uh, session of uh, the uh, show this morning, uh, we welcome Dr. Polly Chung, who's the founder of the Hong Kong Breast uh, Cancer Foundation, to the show to talk about uh, the uh, uh, 
the Pink Walk fundraiser this Sunday for breast cancer, which is, of course, like so many other events, has had to be held um, uh, virtually, I understand, during the pandemic, um, but is now going to resume in person, a three and a half um, a kilometer walk um, on the peak, or from Peak Road Garden to the Peak Tower. Uh, to raise uh, money for uh, breast cancer research. Uh, um, Ms. Chung, welcome to Back Chan. Yes, please, tell us, please tell us more about this. Uh, yes. Um, uh, October, every October is a month which is dedicated to breast cancer awareness worldwide. And uh, also, um, that's why we have the Pink Walk since uh, our inception in uh, 2005. And um, we uh, we emphasize on um, exercise, physical exercise, step up for breast health. Um, the reason is because in the uh, Hong Kong Breast Cancer Foundation, we have conducted research and showed that three quarters of breast cancer patients have inadequate exercise. Adequate exercise means at least three hours per week uh, with moderate exercise where you can feel your palpitation or where you sweat a bit. So this is called uh, uh, adequate physical exercise. So there's, yes, so, it's a general health issue yeah. here as well, not, uh, not only uh, the focus on breast. Of course, when we say breast cancer, most people think of women, but it's also a f problem for men, isn't it? Sure, yes. Uh, in fact, in the last uh, uh, record in the Hospital Authority's Hong Kong Cancer Registry, um, there are 32 men suffer from breast cancer uh, on top of the 4,956 women with breast cancer. So right. we mustn't forget men as well, but I mean, looking at the statistics for women is, 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 is much higher and frighteningly high. I mean, I think there's a, you, you, um, Dr. Cheng, you referred to how uh, latest statistics show one in every 14 women has a chance of uh, developing invasive breast cancer in their lifetime. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. In fact, uh, with these figures, you can also, 14 is an important number. Now we see that one in every 14 women develop breast cancer in their lifetime. And every day we see 14 new cases. And every week, 14 people died of breast cancer. What, how, when should people start getting tested for breast cancer? Uh, yes, in fact, uh, from our statistics, which shows that uh, uh, women from the age of 40 onwards, uh, this shows a surge of breast cancer. So women is at risk, and also from the age of 40 is at risk. And in the last... Um, um, uh, con uh, so research conducted by the uh, Cancer Expert Working Group of the government, it also shows several factors which will increase risk of breast cancer. Eighty-five percent of people do not uh, of breast cancer patients do not have family history, so most of them are other factors. Which, uh, on top of them, physical exercise is an important issue. Apart from that, obviously, uh, breast, lack of breastfeeding and other things also. But uh, lack of exercise is something which we can address and we can correct for ourselves. Uh, how does the situation in Hong Kong compare with elsewhere in the world? Well, uh, in Hong Kong, we do not have uh, population-wide breast cancer screening. So we are still seeing women coming with palpable lump or feel, uh, the lump that they can feel before they present to the doctor. So most of them have got uh, a lump which is more than two centimeters in size, which we call stage two. Uh, but in uh, areas or in countries that have uh, population-wide screening, um, they see um, most half of them are only mammogram-detected cancer. That means the, the cancer is detected before the woman can feel it. So that's why we urge women from the age of 40 onwards to be aware of their own breast changes and also to attend regular breast screening. In fact, the government policy has also endorsed breast cancer screening through mammogram. And uh, lack of physical exercise is one of the risk factors which are, uh, people are recommended to undergo uh, biannual breast cancer screening using mammogram. Should we 
Should we introduce a program of, of, of screening everybody? Yeah. I think so, obviously. Uh, the government has been conducting a pilot program in the last two years, but because of the pandemic, probably the, right. um, yeah, the, um, the registration rate is not high. Uh, hopefully, now with the pandemic gone, we are back to our normal lives. Uh, the government can, pro- uh, can uh, perform more um, uh, publicity on the urging women to go undergo screening. Right, and if it's detected early, uh, either by the lady herself or by the mammogram, um, can, we, can we fix it? Of course, definitely. Uh, in our breast cancer registry uh, research undergone uh, by the uh, Breast Cancer Foundation, we have a 10-year survival study for our local patients, and we found that people detected at the, eight, at the early stage of stage 1 and 2, the 10-year survival is more than 90%. But when stage three, it drops to seventy-four percent, and if it's stage four, four, it is only twenty-six point four percent. But those are very encouraging numbers, then. Yes, of course, definitely. That's why we advocate early detection saves lives. So don't uh, hide yourself behind the screen and just go for checkup. Right. And h- how how much money are you hoping to raise from the walk? Uh, we hope to raise uh, $3 million uh, for supporting our work in um, breast cancer, uh, health education, screening programs, and also support patients through their role on recovery and also do uh, our research and advocacy work. Yeah, maybe tell us a little bit more about the, uh, <coughs> the logistics of the walk, um, uh, how many people can join, where the meeting point is, do you need to register in advance? Uh, yes. In fact, um, uh, if you go... Uh, to our website, it is easy to remember, pingwalk.hongkong, P-I-N-K-W-A-L-K dot H-K. So go there and enroll. Uh, It's a three and a half kilometer route. Uh, I think many Hong Kong people know about it. We start at the Pig Road Garden, walk through the Harlick Road and Lugat Road Trail, and come back to the uh, Pig Tower. It takes about one to one and a half hours to complete. And uh, so... Uh, this is the first time we uh, come back to physical walk, apart from the uh, last three years of virtual walk. So come and meet your friends, and also to compete for awards, which include um, a Best Dress Award, high, Highest Participant Award for Teams, and also Top Fundraiser Award. And so uh, there's also goodie bags, which is first come, first serve. So I think there's a lot of fun there, and meet people, and uh, check up with the exercise. Do you, do you encourage people to get sponsorship from others? Definitely. Uh, if, if for corporates and also people who cannot come, uh, go to our website and just sponsor us. Yeah, it would be a very meaningful um, um, uh, charity. And people can sponsor themselves, presumably. Definitely, yes. You yeah. say, I, I'll walk and I'll donate. Correct. I don't think you've mentioned what time it starts. Uh, we start at uh, um, 9 o'clock and uh, we have a ceremony at 10 to 10.30. Uh, there will be uh, several... Um, there will be uh, several batches of walk uh, with different times. So it runs um, up till 1 p.m. Yeah. And how many participants are you expecting? If you, <coughs> you, I, the last few years it's been virtual, but you used to do this before the pandemic. What sort of numbers yes. did you get? Uh, the last ping walk in uh, 2019 is 2,000 ping walkers. So we hope to uh, reach that number or even more. Right. And uh, there's no limit? No, uh, there's no limit. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, um, uh, we, we run in batches, so uh, hopefully uh, people can just join in. Uh, even if you cannot join at this time, you can go on your own, own ping walk, like the virtual walk, and let us know. And uh, this needs a permit from the police? 
yes, it's all approved. So Chris, Chris Tang's happy that you're not <laughs> a threat to national security. Uh, yeah, we'll have a lot of uh, measures to identify our pink walkers. So come with a tinge of pink in your dress. Come with a tinge of pink. One of the things was that uh, organisers of marches have to promise that there won't be any political demonstrations or other uh, misbehaviour. Uh, correct. Uh, in our last 18, I mean, 15 years of physical work, we have not had any trouble. So I think uh, uh, breast cancer is something which is universal and everybody has a stick in it. And your wife, your lovers, and uh, your women themselves, and uh, mothers and so on. So this is something universal. It's, it's, uh, everybody should be aware of it. Now, let's try and end the show on an optimistic note. You were referring to the high uh, survival rates for breast cancer these days. Correct. And, of course, there, there's all kind, not just for breast cancer, but for all kinds of cancers, there's all kinds of promising researches and um, treatment. I mean, what is the situation for breast cancer? You Presumably, uh, your hopeful survival rates will rise even higher in the coming years. Uh, yes, definitely. And, in fact, in uh, Chinese women uh, uh, around us uh, in Singapore, in mainland China, in Taiwan, they all have... Um, screening programs um, in uh, Taiwan and also in Singapore is a population-wide screening. So um, they can see the downstaging of the cancers. Uh, they are detected earlier and the survival is better and the people do not need to suffer so much uh, through chemotherapy and they can also preserve their breasts if uh, they are detected early. So if they, these other Chinese communities in, in the region have yeah. screening program, when do you think we should have ours? I think we should do it now because the government has already identified that people even with our family history uh, who are harboring some risk factors, they are recommended for biannual breast screening. So uh, the government is only in the stage of pilot program. We hope they can push further right. and, um, and uh, educate all women to go for a population-wide screening. Which bits of the administration are you dealing with? That is Department of Health. Department of Health. Yeah. They, they've been pretty good with COVID and other things. Yes, and they are very good in colorectal cancer screening as well. So we hope the same can come with breast cancer screening. Because breast cancer is the number one cancer affecting women since um, 1994. That means for a quarter, more than a quarter of a century, almost 30 years. Uh, breast cancer is affecting our women, which is the top. Right. I hope, hope someone's whispering into John Lee's ear in the, <laughs> in the run-up to his policy address. Right. Hopefully. Have you written to him? Uh, yes. <laughs> Good. <laughs> right again. Okay, we do. <laughs> it Thank does you. seem rather that Hong Kong is lagging behind a bit, doesn't it, uh, uh, Dr. It's, uh, I would say, uh, realistically, we are lagging behind. OK, well, we'll have to draw it to a close there because we're getting towards the end of the show. Thank you very much to uh, uh, Dr. Polly Chung from the um, um, Hong Kong Breast Cancer Foundation. And do remember that website, uh, pinkwalk.hk, pinkwalk.hk. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Mike. Uh, interesting show, wasn't it? It was, <laughs> yes. Um, back Chat will be back on Monday. On Monday, it will be uh, Jim Gould and uh, Carr. Um, and next up is uh, Brunch with Noreen. <laughs>